You are Locked On Browns, your daily Cleveland Browns podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And hello, everybody, and welcome back for your daily delivery of all things Dog Pound on Locked On Browns. Your host, Jeff Lloyd, at Jeff underscore LJ underscore Lloyd. The show itself, at Locked On Browns. Follow back account. DMs are always open. Today's episode is brought to you by the Peacock and Williamson Show. Uh, Comes to you through the Locked On Podcast Network. Of course, available, thankfully, these days on iTunes, Spotify, and, of course, the new Big Bad Odyssey. Uh, We're going to sit down here today. Great friend of the show, as I always say, great friend in general. Um, most of our conversations are about fart jokes, sitcoms, as most people know. And then every now and then, you know, and they do pick up more football wise when there's football to discuss. But from the OBR, Mr. Stephen Thomas, uh, Steve, first things first, how are we doing? Um, you know, this is somewhat new for you now. Now it's like the, Hey, how the hell can I create some content today? Yeah. Yeah. It was, it's funny because, you know, this is roughly the time I started last year when Barry brought me on over at the OBR. And so it was, you know, just impossible sledding uh, for the first couple of months. Uh, But this year, yeah, it is tough. It is, you know, as you well know, there's really not much to talk about, which is why so many arguments spring up on social media because, you know, the uh, idle mind is the devil's playground. But um, I, I will say this, and you've probably seen the same thing the extra interest that we saw during draft season because they were winning has kind of extended into this. There's, there's more interest in interaction than I would have thought at this. And it's, it's just dead out there right now. There's nothing going on. So yes, it's, it's freaky and we're all struggling to find things to talk about with that without descending into an argument, but it's not as bad as it could have been. And I think that's due to, you know, finally racking up some W's. Look, nobody complains when the wine cellar's full. Nobody complains when the brand new keg of beer shows up. And I think that's kind of you know what we're dealing with here today. Um, and obviously, great numbers already. Um, if you guys hadn't heard, you know, we sat. I sat down. This is actually Tuesday night now. Keep in mind, three day weekend, so I'm certainly throwing off. Sat down Tuesday morning. If you hadn't heard Emory Hunt, fantastic interview with him. Uh, it's obviously been received well, and just in general for uh, the show to be back on all platforms seems to be going really well. Um, OTAs, uh, and this is where it's going to get interesting, Steve, because I think you can look at it on two sides of the ball. We're going to talk the offensive side of the ball first. We'll talk the defensive side of the ball segment, too, and obviously we'll do some listener questions as well that we have from you guys. But with the uh, with the state of the way the offense is set up, look, ideally you'd love everybody in the building. That's just the way it goes. You also have to deal with this big presence that the NFL Players Association and J.C. Treader is your starting center. So there's a lot to deal with here as there's going to be some players that say, hey, look, you know, we got to back a number one. He's our teammate. A number two, Steve, that text is not that important. I'm sure it's the wife telling you to turn the chicken on in the oven or something of that nature. (laughs) Just turning it down. (laughs) Yes. I think there's the, you know, there's the one you got to look out for a, the play, uh, the president of the player association. B, you got to look out for him for, you know, obviously the fact that he is your teammate, but in the grand scheme of things, OTAs are about kind of, hey, we're starting to learn everybody new. That's not going to be an issue on the offensive side of the ball. Um, and, you know, if it's more opportunities for the Anthony Schwartzes, the Donovan Peoples-Joneses, the Dominic Feltons of the world, 
that's not necessarily the worst thing in the world. So everybody, before you start tearing your hair out, because some folks just aren't going to be there, as in so many years past where everything was constantly changing with this franchise, what they're working on now is putting some new twists, some new wrinkles into the offense. And that can be done just as easily through Zoom as it can through actually being on the field. Yeah, I mean, the first thing I would say is if you're going to be freaking out about it is last year they had no offseason and it seemed to work out pretty well. So, you know, I it's really not that big of a deal. Like you said, yeah, of course, in a perfect world, you like everybody in the same room, on the same field and all that kind of stuff. But I talked about this with Jake on his pod the other day. We've seen how many reports and and ig videos and texts and or tweets and you know from the players themselves that you know oh i'm down here with all the linemen we're all hanging out and working together all week and then you know baker's working out with you know half the tight ends and most of the receiving uh, group and and you know that uh, you know whoever everybody's working out together they're just not doing it at the facility so when you're in your second year of the same system which is, you know, a rarity around here. The, the continuity is is just going to be fabulous. Like you said, it's not like you're having to go through installs. It's okay, coach. What what should be we be working on? These routes, these. Okay, well, uh, Jarvis, I need to know how you run this route. Is it eight yards or is it nine and a half? Okay, all right. Let's throw 15, 20 of them so we get it down. Okay, you know, the offensive lineman, you're going to go where on, on such and such a call? Okay, then I'm going to step left first and do the, okay, let, let's get it down. That's pretty much all they're doing. They're doing the exact same things that they would be doing on the field in Berea, but they're just doing it on a different field of grass. And these are, you know, mostly veterans. They, they know each other. They're putting in little quirks. They're putting in little twists. They're perfecting things. And, and and even on the defensive side of the ball, which I know where we're going next, where there's a lot of new starters and a lot of rookies and all that kind of stuff, as long as everybody's in camp and healthy on time, I'm really not particularly worried about it. I, I don't think it's a thing. I, I mean, yes, for the purists, yes, you would love to have them all in the same building. But is this going to help the – if they if they lose a game in November, am I going to sit here and say it's because so and so wasn't at OTAs on June third? No, that's crazy talk. So, you know, it's voluntary. It's and and I think you you hit on something very good there too. A, a good point that I hadn't thought of uh, during this whole thing. More one on one coaching from Bill Callahan, from Chad O'Shea, from you know Alex Van Pelt, all that kind of stuff. That can only be good for these rookies because some of them are going to be counted on uh, to deliver specific roles. And so the more one-on-one instruction they can get to perfect those specific roles, the better. So, yeah, I mean, it's it's a thing. We always talk about it every year at this time because there's always a couple guys that don't show up. But is it really a thing? No. There's nothing – there's no other way to put it. It's – it's – it's it's something that's going to go more and more by the wayside because you're going to find a way to get this worked out where guys are covered regardless as far as injuries because and it's the most monotonous thing in the world because would you rather say um you know I'd rather you be 385 pounds as opposed to 325 pounds but sitting at your couch at home in Nashville or wherever you live 
as opposed to actually putting in the effort to put yourself into the best physical shape, everybody's favorite phrase this time of year, the best physical shape you can be in to contribute and be the best player I'm paying you for $12 million. It's, it's just a mundane statement, and you got to figure it out. And if anything, and we learn this as it's not just within the NFL, not just within sports, but within an entire nation over the last 14, 15 months is, guess what? If I've got a computer and I can see other people's faces, mm-hmm. we can communicate just as easily and get just as much information across as if we're sitting in front of a conference table with Dunkin' Donuts, you know, a box of Joe and, you know, a bunch of glazed donuts sitting in the corner. The important stuff can get done. You're just going to have to find a way to make sure that the players are covered because these guys, they're not stupid enough to not be working. There's like the point zero 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 one percent of these guys in the offseason who are not truly dedicated to their body. So mm-hmm. to have to wonder or fear about what's going to happen because you're essentially doing your job, but you may live seven states away from where you actually work, it's just asinine in his face. Yeah, I, I don't think it's that big of a deal. I, I And as far as I know, they're all going to show up at some point. I, I think I've seen hints and things from all of them that they're all going to be there at some point and, and, and answer questions and do the pressers and all that kind of stuff. So, yeah, it's – I think the bigger thing is to look at the fact that they don't feel like they need to. You know, they, it's it's the second year in this system. When Baker hasn't had that since, what, 2014? You know, <laughs> I, I, and, you know, we've got all five of our starters, top-end starters – uh, on the offensive line coming back, plus most uh, of the uh, the potential backups, the guys fighting for those backup spots have been in this system for a year. Even if they were off for a year, like Drew Forbes, who I noted was there today. Smart move by him after taking Absolutely. the year off. Um, and boy, I know we're both really excited to see how he develops. I think he could. Oh, I think he could be potentially be the answer to one or more of those interior offensive line questions uh, by the end of the of camp. We'll have to see how it happens, but I think anyway. Um, the fact that they know the system and I mean, for all intents and purposes, look, look at the clips that we've been allowed to see, which have been very few, the mini camp clips, uh, and the OTA clips, they're not even putting on pads. They're basically doing position drills in helmets and shorts. So it looks like a high school gym class. Exactly. And, And not that there's zero value in that. We're not saying that what we're saying is, especially for the, the older veteran guys, Really, three days in June that they they don't run around in shorts with the other guys is going to have a massive impact on them come September. I, I just I don't see it. I, I don't see the concern. I go, you know, I, I thing that I love to say to you, I love to go full Hufa King on this. I am I am the king of the land of Hufa. Hufa King cares, man. I just I don't care, you know. I, especially not enough to get into a big screaming social media argument about it. I just. Okay, you go do you. I'll be back in five days when you're mad about something else. It, it, it makes no difference to me. Yes, and um, actually for the Titan, you know, I've been on a lesser, lesser social media kick. And I got to tell you, I'm a happier SOB just going through the day. <laughs> I, I can't lie. I just can't even. I find one, like I work hard. I find one good tweet per morning, something positive, throw it out there. And then it's just kind of like, don't do it. Don't open it up. Don't open it up. Don't open it up. We're going to get back to a little bit more here as Stephen Thomas joins on your latest Locked on Browns. RockAuto.com is a family-owned business serving auto parts customer online for 20 years. Go to RockAuto.com right now and check out all the vehicles. I mean, I'm sorry, all the parts available for your vehicle. 
Shop for what you need, whether it's exterior, whether it's interior, whether it's related to your motor or your transmission. The rockauto.com catalog is easy and simple to navigate, allowing you specifications that fit your car's year, make, model. Best of all, prices at rockauto.com are always reliably low and the same for professionals and do-it-yourselfers. Why spend up to twice as much for the same parts? Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available, again, for your car or truck, right locked on in their How Did You Hear About Us box so they know that we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need, rockauto.com. Baseball season is in full swing, and you can track all the action at Bet Online, especially your first place New York Mets. Get all the latest news, data, and info for all your sporting needs, including MLB, NBA, NHL, and all your UFC MMA action. Before the next pitch, head over to Bet Online on your laptop or mobile device and check out all the great sporting news, sign up bonuses, and contest information. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore, as this is your chance to get in the game as teams prep for their runs through the playoffs. Bet online, your online sports book experts. Now, Steve, as we talked about, obviously in an ideal world, you'd love for everybody to be there on the offensive side of the ball. Defensively, things are a little bit different. And again, whatever's going to happen is going to happen. You're talking most likely a number of nine new starters on that defense. You're talking roster turnover between the defensive line, the linebacker position, between the secondary, maybe as high as two-thirds, if possibly not a little bit more. Mm -hmm. Ideally, you'd like these guys here. Again, it is what it is. You love the fact that number 95 and his dogs say, yo, coach, we're boarding. And it's nice to have that kind of money where you can rent a private jet so you and your dog can hop a flight from Texas to Cleveland, Ohio. God bless you, Miles Garrett. If anybody deserves it, it's certainly you. And certainly that's a tone setter. Um, there's been other guys around this defense. But now, I mean, this defense truly belongs, you know, as far as the leadership and the, the top end of it, it, it's Miles Garrett and Denzel Ward. Yes, it's year four for Ward. It's year five for Miles Garrett. This is their show. There's a lot more guys involved and certainly some quality players. Um, but th- this is kind of like the pecking order, you know, from the top to the back, some great players involved. Um, but these young players, it's now is their time. A lot of other guys coming in. And again, you'd love to get as many faces as you possibly could because they just don't have, you know, the, the harmony, the knowing of each other, the understanding of each other, the way this offense does. Yeah, absolutely. It's, it's a bit of a different story on the defensive side. I still I wouldn't be you know, freaking out about it or angry or anything. I, there's no reason to go that far with some of these guys uh, for the simple reason of uh, we saw, and boy, you know, you're, uh, uh, I'm, I'm poking the, the bear with Pete here on this one. I can hear him coming up my walk, <laughs> but we saw the culture change this past season. And what I mean by that is miles and, and Baker and yes, Jarvis and, you know, the um, JC Treader and, you know, name your guys. They're holding each other accountable and they're holding themselves accountable to a championship level. I mean, they are, they're not accepting anything less than that level of commitment. So with that mindset, if somebody, let's say somebody misses OTAs and does show up to camp out of shape or hasn't studied their playbook or whatever it is, 
they're not going to be around long because those the, the veterans and the leaders on this team have shown they're not going to accept it. There's not going to be a big, you know, meeting. There's not going to be, you know, ranting and raving. They're just going to go, okay, you're not ready. Who's next? Who's ready? Who, who can come in and contribute? That's, and they have the depth to do that this year. They can get malcontents out of the building. So for that reason, again, I'm not all that worried about it. But, yes, on defense, you've got how many new faces, how many new pieces. And, and with the style of defense that we think they're going to run, the amoeba-like, formless, you know, versatility, you know, guys shifting all over the place, the communication is going to have to be spot on. So there may be some missed stuff early in the year. Just That's just the way it is with this many new guys. But again, like you said, between Denzel and Miles and John Johnson, don't take John Johnson's leadership qualities lightly. That guy is... Uh, man, he's, he's, I think he was the green dot in LA. Uh, He may well end up being the green dot here. Um, And even though it's his first year in this room on this team, in this system, whatever phrase you want to use, (laughs) he's going to be a leader. He's going to be right there with the rest of those guys saying, get your shit together or get the hell out. And so uh, from that perspective, I'm not particularly worried about it. But yes, especially when you then you throw in the rookies and JOK and Newsom, who they are you know, on paper anyway, going to be relying on for some seriously heavy snaps. You would love for them to get in and get as much as you possibly can together so that the communication starts to smooth out before camp. But even with all that being said, I and I, I'm not sure where you fall on it because we haven't talked about it before we got on the air, but I... I if they all said, and, and I think most of the defense was there today, if not all of them, but even if like all of them just put out things and said, we're not coming. Nah, we don't want to do OTAs. They're voluntary. None of us are showing up. I, I, as long as they're all there, July 27th or whatever day camp opens, I, I really don't think it's going to be that much of a difference, and I'm not really going to think about it all that much. No, and I agree with you. And the first thing would be is everybody said we're not coming. It's like, all right, well, everybody's talking. Everybody's in unison. Everybody's right, on the same yeah. page. So at <laughs> least you know what? All right, we'll, we'll wait till July 27th. But I do agree with you, though. Um, you know, players, John Johnson has played in the Super Bowl and lost. Um, Jadavian Clowney, he's played in many playoff games. These guys literally, and we heard them say it, you know, why did you come here? JC, why did you come here? They win. To you know, win. John Johnson, why did you come here? This is a winning environment. These guys, look, I mean, you know, Clowney didn't – this is one year, $8 million. He didn't come here for the money. Um, he came here to make some more money down the line, as we all know. Right. Of course, that's a different story for another day. <laughs> John Johnson III, he came here with the legit aspiration and thought process of, we're chasing rings. And, you know, look, if this isn't the level you're going to take it to – and we did talk about this a little bit with, you know, Emory Hunt this morning is, um, you know, it's – last year was fantastic because it was realizing – we are good enough to win. Now, this year, it's a whole different ball of wax because this year it's, no, 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 no. There's, you know, it's like, you know, when you, hey, dad, I did this. Well, son, I expected you to do that. Right. You did the right thing. W's this year, they are 100% expected. And if 11 and 5 was great, but this is 17-game season. And you got some patsies on this roster here, you know, 12-13 is probably the legitimate expectation. And this defense, for all they gave to it, you know, and obviously a lot of money spent free agent-wise, a lot of draft capital, first two picks put on that side of the ball. There's some understanding it's going to maybe take a little bit, 
But it's the expectations for this defense to basically turn a 180 and legitimately become one of the better defenses in the NFL is real. This is the way it's going to go, and as much on Joe Woods as it is on all these players. Absolutely, and uh, no no better place to throw nine new starters and, and all this stuff that we've said into the fire than uh, at Arrowhead against Patrick Mahomes, right? <laughs> I mean, so. Yeah. Never mind, they all suck. Cancel them all. <laughs> Well, that's the thing. That's where I was going with that. And we know it's going to happen no matter what. If they go out, and they could go win this game. They absolutely could. They have a chance to do it. But it's a tall order, man. I, I'm sorry. It, I, they're, they're, I, the Chiefs are favored by, what, five or six, seven, which oh, is man. completely fair. Uh, that's totally fair. I, the you Browns figure they get abs- three for being the home team. You figure you're most likely yeah. you're going to win a football game by two to three points. So there you get your five and a half. They absolutely – does could go in and win, but also <laughs> with all the new pieces on defense, they could go in and lose, you know, by a couple of touchdowns and play well doing it. That's the thing. That's how good Kansas city is. So I, I I'm going to once again, urge everybody not to freak out either way after week one, I assuming health lasts through the end of the year, I'm not particularly concerned. I mean, I want them to look great week one, but I'm not particularly concerned about how they look week one. I want to know how this defense and the rest of this team looks week 14, week 15, week 16, because that's that's when you win your money. That you know, you drive for show and you putt for dough. That's the putting end of of the of the schedule right there. So if they go out and don't look perfect against a Patrick Mahomes led offense that's just fired up because they lost the Super Bowl last year, I'm not gonna freak out about it. Um but I, like you said, circling back, the biggest thing I think is going to be they last year they thought they could win. This year they expect to win. And like I said before, if guys are not given the effort, the leaders are just – it's not going to be a big hullabaloo. They're going to go, all right, well, you're gone. We, we don't want you in this locker room if you are not committed to standing there when the confetti drops in February. That's all – that's the only focus in this locker room right now. And that starts at the top. They got the right guys at the top there too. So um, yeah, it's going to be interesting to see how long it takes them um, because not only is it a new system, but it from everything we've seen and heard it's there's some new wrinkles being thrown. Like they're trying different things that some of these guys maybe haven't run before that five years ago would have been considered, you know, gimmick defenses or, you know, however you want to phrase it less linebackers and more this and moving miles inside and, you know, all that kind of stuff. So it might take a month, might take four games, five games, six games before they really start clicking kind of like it did with the offense last year. But I have zero doubt that assuming a relatively normal year of health, that health, that this defense will be vastly improved by the time mid November rolls around. And, you know, the other thing is, is, you know, it's not going to be about week one versus the Kansas City Chiefs. Ideally, we're talking, let's see, 18 game regular season. Right. Yeah. By week. Late January. It's more, about, <laughs> it's more about week 21 versus the Kansas right. City Chiefs than it is anywhere <laughs> near about what it's going to look like week one, understanding that, you know, again, obviously, uh, as Steve said, you know, <clears throat> you know, drive for show, putt for dough. Um, and it's going to come down to what your second matchup, most likely with the Kansas City Chiefs is going to be the tell of the tale on this right. defense. we got some listener questions. We're going to jump into that. One second here as we continue through on Locked on Browns. 
What is your favorite built bar flavor? I got a grasshopper cream cookie sent today. And I'll tell you right now, the folks at Built Bar, they are the greatest sponsor. Literally once a month, stuff coming into this house. So I appreciate you guys from that. So we'll always pitch you and we'll always pitch you hard. Did you know that Built Bar has nine delicious flavors, plus the occasional limited time flavor? When you talk to a Built Bar fan, they're definitely passionate about their favorites. If you don't know the full Built Bar flavor lineup, well, you're missing out. Coconut, coconut almond, cherry, raspberry, mint brownie, peanut butter brownie, double chocolate, salted caramel. So there's a little something for everyone. I've always been a big fan of the mint brownie. Certainly has that Girl Scout cookie flavor to it. If you haven't tried all the flavors, get yourself a mix box. You'll get two of each of the nine flavors, 18 bars in total. Not only are the uh, Bill Bar flavors the best tasting, but they are also very healthy too. 17 grams of protein, only 130 calories, only four grams of sugar, and only four grams net carbs. Go to BuiltBar.com, use promo code, all caps, LOCKED, no space, 15, and you'll get 15% off your first order. Again, promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at BuiltBar.com. First question um, from, I guess I'll say, former friend, Jack McMurray, Steve. Um, <laughs> do we apply together to get the AARP discount? Um, Jack, first things first, you're going to get older. You're going to have a family. You will love the fact that there is some sort of way to save, and you will be certainly sniffing out those deals. <laughs> yeah, I guess uh... – yeah, we should remind I, – I should take all the hit on this one since I'm the only one of the two of us actually old enough to be in our AARP. Uh, and you haven't hit the half century mark yet, and I have. But, uh, yeah, I don't like the fact that they started sending me mail when I was 42. That, that kind of pissed me off. But now that I'm <laughs> old enough, I'm like, wait a minute, I get 20% off where? All right, you can call me old. I don't care. Everybody else does, and they don't give me a discount. So, yeah, no, I don't, I don't think uh, – I don't think the Browns are going to give us a discount. Maybe they'll give us like one of those electric chairs to take us up the, to our seats. And if we're in the upper deck or something like that at a game, but uh, yeah, I, I don't, I don't see any discounts coming. Oh, and uh, one final thought, screw you, Jack. Yes. Or how about this one? Uh, everybody <laughs> else is permitted to go to their seats at 1130. Unless your name is Steven Thomas or Jeff Lloyd, you folks get started at 1115. It's going to take a uh -huh. while to get on. <laughs> And just to make it easier on you, we switched your seats. We got you to the closest men's room we could. So this way, it is only a certain amount of steps before you Perfect. have to go relieve yourselves. Certainly can't do a question and answer session without something Cheers related. And actually, I will give you credit, Matthew Darcy. You actually were creative here. And I tell you what, as soon as I saw it, I was like, huh. Freddie Kitchens of the Norm Peterson ilk. <laughs> I see it, Steve. I do. A slacker, a half-asser, can talk really good to try to cover his ass when he needs to. Um, and then, of course, one of my you know favorite lines of all time, you know, you can totally see Freddie Ketchens, and I know from these stories at Beats, hey, is this changing the price of beer, Sam? Okay, then we're fine. Yeah, then what do I care? Yeah, that's uh, if you were going to do one with the coaches, he would probably have to be. You know, although, I would maybe um, – uh oh gosh um uh, golf cart uh hawaiian shirt guy the gm oh she's uh from green bay uh oh no uh 
six, eight years ago he was here. Um, oh, gosh. He might be Norm because he just collected checks and, and sat around doing nothing. Oh, shoot, I'm, I'm totally blanking. I can see his face. Somebody's going to tweet it at me. I know somebody will. Um, yeah, he might be Norm. I don't know who would be Cliff. I've been thinking about this ever since I saw that tweet. I'm trying to think. Well, see, the I thing thought- with Cliff, though, is there's analytic to Cliff. So there's somebody <laughs> in there who says, look, I've got this screwy hypothesis. <laughs> sit, sit with me now. Sit with me now. Because actually, you know, and look, who knows where the facts came from, but, you know, and just like some of these fact checkers do for the Colin Cowards of the world, uh, I think Aaron Rodgers sucks. So you dig through that computer so you find me some stat where he sucks on the third Sunday of every October <laughs> if he's wearing a green jersey. And there are these people, which is that is, those are the Cliff Clavens of the world. <laughs> Yeah, uh, I, I was thinking, but but it didn't work. Uh, we got to find somebody who it, it didn't work for. Like they have the wrong facts. Maybe a Ray Farmer or somebody like that, there or a Michael go. Lombardi. That would be a better one, uh, right there. I uh, I don't know. Um, it, it, that was good though. I will give him that one. Yeah, if you're gonna beer swelling coaches from the past uh, a few years, I, I think uh, Freddie probably was one. Yes, and you know, there's no way Hugh Jackson and those you know champagne swirlies he's drinking with Mike Silver would have ever been allowed to cheer. So that's certain. They were up at Melville's for sure with John Allen Hill. <laughs> yeah, exactly, one hundred percent. From Mr. Russell Toss, and this is actually a good one. Um, non-rookie most likely to be cut on each side of the ball. Hold on here. Uh, okay, we'll get to the rookie part of your question first. But non-rookie on either side of the ball to most likely be cut. Go ahead. I, I'm thinking here. I got one else. Non-rookie on either side of the ball, most likely to be cut. I think he wants one on either side, actually, yes. I've got my two. Go. Well, you go ahead because I'm still thinking here. That's a good question. I Dude. think Kaderil Hodge is in a really, really tough spot because That's I think one. in order to play Kaderil Hodge, you're basically saying that you're going to dwarf the growth process, hopefully, of Donovan Peoples-Jones, which puts him in a very, very tough scenario. You you can't make these deals with Rashard Higgins and not guarantee, you know, obviously time for him. You have Schwartz. I think there's a tough spot for Hodge. Uh, and I'll go with Sheldrick Redwine. Um, and, and mm-hmm. look, they did it last year. Um, hey, we brought in a whole bunch of safeties. And guess what they did this year? Hey, we brought in a whole bunch of safeties. And we brought in some linebackers who can play safeties. I think Sheldrick Redwine is going to be in a really, really tough spot here to make it through a second year with this regime. And it's tough. Because Sheldrick Redwine must be a horrible practice player. Because when he actually gets thrown into the games, he finds a way to make a play, whether it's a playoff game or whether it's down the stretch. He did it, you know, 18. I'm sorry, he did it 19, did it, you know, last year in 20 when gotten gotten some opportunity, which makes me just think that, you know, he's terrible in practice and you know, he gets his number called when they have no other choice. Yeah, yeah, those are good ones. Those are good ones. Um yeah, I think on offense, I'll probably go, uh, and I hate to say this because I really like him, but Dearness Johnson. Yep. Uh, I think he is in a, a real, ba- it's one of a handful of camp battles that I'm very interested uh, to see how it comes out between Dearness Johnson and Demetric Felton. Um, now, Jake and I discussed the other night the possibility, since Andy Janovich basically disappeared the second half of the season. I remember last year when they signed him, and we were all like, oh, it's a you know, the, the fullback is such a huge part of Stefanski's offense. He's going to be utilized, and he sort of was at the beginning. And then – now, that it could have been just a product of 2020 and all the injuries, and, you know, I, they just had to find something that worked and everything like and that. And I think but, he ha- – he, no, but I believe there were COVID issues with him as well. Because he also Stan, had COVID, yeah, yes. so maybe he didn't come back 
you know, maybe he was similar to Miles Garrett in, you know, where he didn't come back and he just wasn't exactly the guy he was supposed to be. Right, right, right. But what we, what we discussed and what I sort of thought was if they are phasing out the fullback part of it, and I, and I don't know if they are or not, but it's just something to consider, then maybe Dearness and, and Demetri Felton both have a spot on the roster. Uh, where they can coexist. If, yeah, but if not, because uh, they used Andy a lot in shotgun as an extra blocker and all that kind of stuff, and so – if they're going to keep him around, then I just, I mean, maybe, but I doubt that both Dearness and uh, Demetri Felton um, will uh, will make the roster on defense. I mean, I, I'm going to just, I'm going to take the easy out. I'm going to say 51. I, I mean, I, I I hate to say it because you know, I the effort is there. He he seems to be working. He seems to be trying. Uh, but the results just aren't there. I, I'm at the point now where, especially when you look at the numbers and the names of the rest of the guys on the second level of that defense, I think it's actually it would be more of a surprise if he made the 53. To be honest, at, at this point, so I don't know if that's if that answers that question the way it was asked or not. But I'm going to take the easy way out on the defense there. Yeah, I mean, and for anything for 51, you're looking at a lot of fourth quarter preseason reps. And if you're in your third year, <laughs> the writing's on the wall at that point. Um, mm-hmm. And one more from Russ, and actually, I like this one too. Um, player, you were most excited to see how they improved in camp. For me, it's 100%. Um, I was aggravated they didn't draft him, especially when they he went in the fifth round. Uh, he went to Miami, and Miami, after about 10 days, decided they were disgusted with the pick when they basically asked him to do something he had never done before by playing stand-up. They released him. The Browns swooped in um, you know, with the fact that, yeah, it's great that Tech McKinley's here. Yeah, it's certainly great that Jadamian Clowney's here. Um, but if both these players, you know, meet expectations or even higher than expectations, it's going to be a really, really tough job to keep, you know, even one of them, let alone two of them. There's no doubt for me. It's Curtis Weaver. I just, you know, and I think he's the type of guy coming from Boise where he was the dude. And after it was so difficult for this first year in the league, where I think he's going to be inspired being around other dudes. We hear so much about how much work was done on, you know, get, you know getting the body right, getting in better physical shape. But I think this is the kind of guy where you're going to – this is going to be the ultimate test for Curtis Weaver is, you know, you are around great players. Can you find a way to get your ass on this field? So And by doing so, I'm giving Miles Garrett a blow. I'm giving Jadavian Clowney a blow. Are you that good? Are you that committed? Because – as you were saying earlier, like, are you all the way in? Because if I'm taking some of these guys out, you know, 100% ain't going to cut it some. It's going to be 120. It's going to be 125. Yeah, I would agree with you there. And the, the, the anywhere after edge three is fascinating on this team because there's a lot of options between Weaver and Porter Gustin, who I know, you know, you're still a big fan of, uh, and Joe Jackson, who they just apparently really like more than, They've led on to us, and I'm very interested. Those are the little the things. They, they, you can be appreciated for doing the little things right. and grading out as a player. It may not show up on a stat sheet, but if you set the edge, you took on a double team, that will always carry weight. Right, exactly. And I think Romeo Knight was one of them. He's the unsung UDFA this year that I'm kind of interested to watch because they really don't need any of them to you know, become all pros. They just need one or maybe two of them to be good enough this year. Now, <clears throat> excuse me, down the road, maybe you're going to need those guys to take another step if one of Clowney and Tack uh, uh, or both leave after this year. But for this year, it, it, that, that's going to be fascinating. But as far as 
The guys I'm personally interested, I mean, there's so many. Uh, first on the list, probably Odell Beckham, uh, but that's more from an injury thing. If he's Odell or even 90% of Odell, this offense is going to be absolutely terrifying. Um, and so I'm fascinated to watch him and Grant Delpit, but that's both from an injury uh, standpoint. As far as just seeing how they improve, you could name a few. We already talked about Drew Forbes because he could, you know, there are questions after this year at all three spots on the interior of the offensive line, contractual and age-wise. And if he can fill one of those and give them an option, that could be absolutely huge. So I'm very excited to see how he works out after a year off. Same thing on the defensive side of the ball for Andrew Billings, uh, who I know you and I really both liked last year. After a year off, is he going to come back pissed off, motivated, in shape, ready to go, all that stuff we've been talking about? Because if he is the player they thought they were getting next year, it really solidifies that IDL rotation. It gives them a lot of options, and they can ease Togiai and Marvin Wilson in slower than, you know, slowly enough that they're not going to be thrown into the fire as rookies. I would also throw Anthony Walker into that mix. The linebacker they signed from the Colts because they were very excited about him um, to get him into the building. And you watch his stuff uh, uh, in, uh, in Indianapolis. And yes, there are some issues here and there, but I think in this scheme and the format that they're going to be using for the second level of the defense, I think his skill set translates to more results on the field. I mean, we're going to have to see it play out, obviously, but I think it's one of those things we've been talking about where situation matters. And I think this is a good situation for a guy with his athletic and mental skill set. So those are just a few of the guys that I'm I'm fascinated to watch uh, through camp here. 100%. Um, And the other thing with Billings is, you know, you could then start talking two years, you know, some sort of two-year contract where you're still not paying Jordan and Elliott any money. Togia, of course, and of course, Marvin Wilson. He is Stephen Thomas from the Orange and Brown Report. Um, probably one of the finer editions of the content media world in the 2020 offseason. Um, it, it's been great to have, you know, Steve kind of, uh, you know, join this wicked, you know, Steve was always dipping his toe into the uh, water here. Um, but jumping in cannonball wise, you know, Cousin Eddie style, um, <laughs> the, uh, Brown's content community. Um, it was great. And obviously just, you know, allows for more opportunity for conversations and things of that nature. So I have the same swimsuit as Eddie too, just so you know. I was hoping that was not going to be hoping that. But, you know, as we always say, uh, you know, love the guys over the OBR. Uh, it, it, incredible work ethic from everybody day in, day out. Um, very, very defined roles. Everybody knows who they are. And, you know, they just go out day in, day out and do what they do. So make sure you are following at Brown's Mock Draft. Obviously, check out uh, Brown's over with Jake a lot, uh, you know, on the podcast with Jake. You know, doing a lot of things over there as well. Um, the show itself at Locked On Browns. Follow back account. DMs are always open, as you guys know. Me personally at Jeff underscore LJ underscore Lloyd. Uh, DMs are open. Throw a follow over there. Um, we are thrilled to be back on all your podcasting platforms. So whether it's iTunes, whether it's Spotify, whether it's Odyssey, make sure you are subscribed or following, which is a new term now for some of these podcasts and some of these apps. Um, make sure you're doing that, of course, leaving the five-star ratings, the big, fat, written reviews. This has been your daily delivery of all things to all pounds. LGB on the LOB. Let's go Browns.